team video the podcast where the ampm video team watch a movie and we talk about it along with everything else that's going on gotta talk about it uh this is episode 36 <laughs> good fellas i'm michael sadler i'm joined tonight by abigail johnson and daily singleton how you doing doing well doing well doing good what about you doing good Excited to talk about Goodfellas. Yeah. All right, real quick, who's who out of the three of us? Oh, okay. Oh, so shit. we got Henry Hill, we got Jimmy, and we got Tommy. So, yep. hmm. It's hmm. a good hmm. question. I don't know. Who's the most? Okay, it. who's the most spontaneous? Yeah, I don't want to be any of them. <laughs> I, I think Michael. Yeah, I don't... Michael has to be Pesci because he's the most spontaneous. Oh, okay. Who's that? Is that Tommy? Yeah, or, yeah, mm-hmm. Tommy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't want to be, but I feel like I would be Tommy. You think you would be Tommy too? Not. Okay, all right. Maybe not. I don't know. I could see you yeah. being um, what's uh De Niro's I've seen character? You sound off before. Oh, Jimmy. Yeah, I could see Abby being Jimmy because she kind of runs yeah. shit, you know, and like you'd be like, mm-hmm. like. <laughs> That's not. Nice. I don't know. I don't know. I he think you'd like be Jimmy. A- I liked him a lot. Yeah. Um, in this movie. <laughs> and then I guess I have to be so Ray Liotta, which is my least favorite character. So. Yeah. That sucks for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you're listening out there, tell us who you think we are, and then tell us who who <laughs> you think you are. What do you think you take are? Take the Goodfellas personality quiz. Yeah, this isn't BuzzFeed, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, go ahead and take your one. Let's see if there, sure there, there is one. Oh my God, I bet there is one. I'm going to look it of up. Of course there There's is. There's got to be. Oh my God. All right. <laughs> We're going to do this at the end of the show if there is one. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll... Or like, or like while Daly's talking, we could take it. And then oh, while yeah. Talking, y'all, y- y'all that sounds, take yeah, it. yeah, we could, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How well do you know? See, no, there's not one. I don't think there is. What character from Goodfellas are you? It's under How Stuff Works. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just Googled BuzzFeed Goodfellas character quiz, but it popped up under something else. All right. Well, let's get the show back on the road, and then we will do this. as (laughs) Yeah, so let's go ahead here uh, and talk about our first impressions uh i'd seen the film before a bunch of times daily i know this was your first time seeing it abby was this your first time seeing it was my first time seeing it okay so uh yeah you guys are true first impressions let's hear from each of you first uh abby what did you think um i'm just gonna be honest i'm not a huge fan of these types of movies Mm -hmm. um but i did try my best to pay good attention and you know be as open-minded as possible about it yeah but you know one thing that really stands out to me is like i hate the way ray liotta looks when he laughs like (laughs) it's it's psychotic sinister yeah Yeah. but it's like they really captured that in b movie i will say <laughs> like whenever he's like in court laughing, are we gonna do B like movie how, next? No? <laughs> I, I was, I was, 
actually joking with Nicole about that. I was like, maybe I'll suggest we do B movie next. Well, <laughs> just to uh, just kind of roll off of this one. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> let's uh let's put that in our pocket until the end of the episode, but I think that's a good idea. Nice. Yeah. Um but you know, it was it was entertaining. It was very long. Um, there mm-hmm. were some really, I loved like a lot of these like innovative shots they use, like using like mirrors to film like other people's reactions to a situation or, um, some of the like interior design of these like nicer, like houses or apartments were like really nice. I loved the kind of like, um, um, I really loved how when they went to prison, it was just kind of like hanging out together and like cooking yeah. <laughs> and just like not much change. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I see how this movie is iconic because um, I feel like I've seen a lot of uh, like bits from this movie played in other things, like particularly the one with like um, um, Harry and. Uh, what's what what what's the other guy he's like he's like what you think i'm funny you think i'm a clown what do you think what's so funny about me yeah like like i use you yeah i have seen that bit played in so many so Mm -hmm. many other things like um so i i see yeah so i see how this movie is iconic i um you know it's 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 entertaining in a lot of ways. I think it, I think it could have been a little shorter. Um, but yeah, overall I liked it. Didn't absolutely love it, but I think I'm a little biased already going into it, even though I tried to not be. Um, but yeah, what do y'all think? Cool. Yeah. Uh, Daily, what did you think? Uh, Abby, I feel very similarly in the statement you made with like, um, you're just not into these kind of movies that often. Yeah. Uh, I feel very like I'm right there with you. Uh, and I also agree. I can see the merit in this movie. I mean, you can see the Scorsese-ness in it. And you can see the yeah. the well-crafted story. Uh, I like how weird it is. Like, I'm always surprised at, yeah. surprised at how weird Scorsese is sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, for sure. Like, the opening title cards, like, like scrolling by like that. Like, it's just so mm-hmm. odd. And... Uh, mm-hmm. All the zoom ins, it's just like constantly zooming in on on a yeah. character, and like uh, the way the camera whips around, especially earlier in the movie, they don't really do it as much later on. I feel like, but like early on when they're in those like clubs and stuff, they'll like kind of move through like in these really cool ways. I mean, and then there's the, even the most famous version of that, which is like them going through as he's saying everyone's name and they turn to the camera and say like, oh, how you doing? Yeah. You know? Which yeah, is like, yeah. Uh, one it, take. yeah, yeah. Those like cool. I, yeah. What's I up? especially loved that at the wedding mm-hmm. whenever yeah. it was kind of Karen talking and she was like, yeah, I met all these people and all of them are either named Polly or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. or yeah. like, you know, or Peter. Like, <laughs> I, 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 th- those are the, my favorite moments in the movie are these like, yeah, the weird kind of like scenes of like uh, slice of life stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And my least favorite parts of the movie are when Ray Liotta or anyone else is just being a horrible person. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I just don't, I just don't love watching it, you know? 
Mm. And it doesn't feel like I just like I get I get why there it's a real story, you know what I mean? Like or somewhat real. It's based on real events, right? Or is it Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, so it's it, based yeah. on real it's, people. Uh, Henry Hill is a real person. Yeah. So like that's this is all based on what happens in the movie more or less. That honestly makes me like enjoy the movie more than if this was just a fictitious, like a completely fictional story. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, okay, at least you're kind of like doing a thing, like a biopic, yeah. like, like, like dramatization kind of thing and showing, yeah. showing how awful these people are, you know? Yeah. I think that's really what the movie's about. The movie's not really trying to glorify it. I, I don't, I don't think it is. No, no, they're all terrible. Uh, and, and you're not really rooting. The movie doesn't really make you want to root for anyone. Uh, which is an interesting choice in a film, I think, you know, because normally when you watch a movie, you want to root for someone. And like, it's, yeah. it's like, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I found it hard to root for anyone. And I don't even think that's because of my bias. I just don't think the movie really sets anyone up to be like the superhero of the movie or anything. Like no, that. no, not at all. It's mm-hmm. and it also this movie mirrors Wolf of Wall Street like a lot. Like, Actually, I, yeah. Like, I thought about Wolf of Wall Street constantly when I was watching this because it's it's such a similar kind of rise and fall story, mm-hmm. you know, and like the narration because there's narration in Wolf of Wall Street as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's in Wolf of Wall Street. It's also based on a real person. So I, I saw I a lot that's of similarities. More or less a Scorsese thing, you know? Yeah, sure. Uh, sure, sure. There's a there's uh, this other movie called uh, Casino with De Niro and Pesci that's very similar as well it's like uh this look at you know gangsters in in Las Vegas um with that same same kind of uh, rise and fall sort of arc that that Scorsese really can do in that way it's kind of made it a a little bit of a, Mm -hmm. a calling card in a way I I think the the way the movie starts is really cool uh, how they kind of show you kind of like, it's not the middle of the movie. It's kind of like the, like 30, 45 minutes in, you know, they show you like the scene and then you work, yeah. you go back and then work up to that scene. And then the movie keeps going past that scene, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Like, I love that narrative device. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, w- I was kind of hot and cold on it, but, uh, it was, I'm glad I finally watched it. Just so I know, yeah. It's like I just really had a different movie in my head. I didn't think it was gonna be so weird. So I was, I was happy with how weird it was. Yeah. Cool. Um, how how do you feel was, about it, Michael? I must have saw this when I was fifteen for the first time, so it definitely like you know hit a little different at that age, and and right. it's like it's around the time I was being shown a lot of films by a friend of mine. And so, you know, I'm getting like Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, Goodfellas, uh, Taxi Driver. I'm getting this like film history of all these kind of like, you know, iconic films. Like crime. Well, specifically with all those, crime, it's all crime. Epics. Crime, but also yeah. like, you know, uh, watch a lot of horror films and, and you know, things like that, too. But yeah, crime mm-hmm. especially. And uh, so this is a really funny moment. Uh, my friend David, who showed me the film for the first time, I went over to his house and uh he had the dvd and he was like you guys gotta watch goodfellas it's so good so he shows it to me and my friend craig and uh he gets to the to the uh so it's a it's a double disc right and they had to flip it over so he like goes to get a drink or something and it got into that point in the movie and we flipped it over and he's like wait what what the fuck is this what's this part <gasps> of the movie 
And we're like, no, oh, we flipped it over. It's like the second half of the movie. He's like, what? Are you serious? <laughs> he, he thought that uh, where he got to in the movie wow. was the end of the film somehow. Yeah, some, of those, some of those early DVDs were like that, Michael. Like, I had yeah, thought yeah. about that yeah. in forever. Yeah. Uh, and, two-sided. Yeah, I, and that, <laughs> that always, like, really like cracks me up. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like an LP. Um, but I tried all day to figure out like where that DVD stops, like oh, with the, in, the, yeah, in the, yeah. the flip point. Cause oh. I was, I was so curious, like what did he think was the end of the movie? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. That would be cool. <laughs> what did he, what think did he think was, think was worth? Like, <laughs> like, I got to show these guys this movie. Well, honestly, there's uh, a point in the movie. There's a couple points where if it cut off at a certain point, you could think that it was the end of the movie in a way. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it would be a little dubious if you didn't have credits or right, whatever. Right, right. No, totally. That that would be an instant <laughs> red flag if you don't see credits. Uh, but, you know, I'll, gi- I'll give it to him. It's just the time where technology had kind but, of, like, but you also know, doesn't tricked him the, a little bit. Doesn't the, the DVD prompt you to flip it over? I don't know. It has to. Know. There's, I, I, there's like no had, way. Maybe he just kind of ignored you know, it, didn't see it yeah. or, or whatever. Just like I feel like. I feel like I've seen <laughs> when DVDs do that, it'll say like end of disc one. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Maybe he just wasn't paying attention or something. Or like the only, the, yeah. the most memorable experience I have with like the two parter thing is, in a physical mm-hmm. media is the Titanic two parter VHS. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I grew up with a lot of VHS that was like, mm-hmm. you know, two, two part. But mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, seeing this at that age, it was sort of like, you know, I really got so into like the camera movements, like all those pans that stop that like roll up to, to a character. Yeah. All mm-hmm. the like long shots that had these like whip pans that kept moving. Um, the voiceover, like the whole thing was just really kinetic. Uh, the, all the all the needle drops are really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Like when they do in the God of Davida. And when it's just like De Niro standing at the bar and it just kind of goes up to him and yeah. it's like this sinister shit. It's yeah. like so iconic to me. Um, but, you know, I get it. It's like it's it's a two and a half hour movie that's like kind of hard to watch because you don't really like any of the characters. They're all like these despicable shits. Yeah. And, you know, but it is what you were saying daily. It's like. The movie is kind of weird because there's not a lot going on. There's not a lot plot wise that's actually happening. It's more like you're just looking at the lives of these yeah. people in this like very Sopranos. specific. Like Sopra- of, like this yeah. has to be an influence on that. Oh, right? definitely. Yeah. Lorraine Bracco plays Karen as the therapist yeah. in the Sopranos. Oh, and like so, yeah, so many yeah, yeah. of the uh, Billy Bats is one of the characters that, that uh, Joe Pesci kills yeah, yeah. in the bar. And well, later but we'll find that that yeah. out but uh that's a character yeah. that's really prominent in the in the later seasons uh there's so many people that they like pull from the cast of that movie also a lot of um, racism in this yeah. oh de- yeah definitely yeah um yeah i mean you know there's some some like some of the harder parts like that um and those people were those things you know right Which yeah is, they're Scorsese's not shying away depiction. from yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's another thing that makes it hard to watch. These these characters are really racist and they're terrible to each other and they're literally murderous and psychopathic and yeah. You know, I I didn't. There's not a hero to the film necessarily, but I liked Karen just because 
you do it's like it was really surprising to me that they like so that that it switched over her to her perspective oh it's and so cool how, it's one of the best honest, parts how honest she is about what's yeah. happening mm-hmm. you know and yeah. that was really really interesting oh the line of like i the hiding the gun turned her on mm-hmm. you know it's like so yeah. it's such an honest line you know like Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah, that was the person that I started surprise. that I started to root for. Uh, and like the way the movie fl- flows is so like it's so weird because you just you get this section of the movie where it's Karen narrating and then it goes back eventually. But like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and then it comes back and, and then it's like it just kind of moves around like that. Yeah, and then Karen becomes a part of the like deal in a right, really big right. way, yeah. and then you know. Yeah, you feel bad because she gets kind of swept into the thing, but at the same time, yeah, it's like she was parent. kind of turned on by the whole. She life agreed and to everything. it. Like I think she was yeah, consenting yeah. in she it was culpable, in a lot of ways. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I uh, had I seen this at a different time, it probably would have been like it would have felt a little bit like uh, like who really cares? But yeah, it's a little bit. Yeah. It's a little bit sociological. Mm -hmm. Uh, which I really appreciate. And that's, that's something that I like about Scorsese is that's where he's from in a lot of ways, you know, this like very specific Italian culture and he like examining it is always really interesting to me. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then to the point of like him putting his own mother in in the film is really fun. Oh, well, that's a fun fact. Yeah. yeah, I I guess I'll, I'll skip. I'll skip ahead and do one fun fact. All but right. he, the Joe Pesci's mom, who's like making them all dinner when they're on their way to like, yeah, the yeah. she was going to be my guest. Scorsese's mother. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And that yeah. scene wasn't even scripted at all. It was just like, she told, wow. he told her like, okay, these guys are here. She didn't tell him that they were going to like commit a murder or they had done that. They're going to bury a body. They just told her, he told her, uh, you're just going to make them dinner. And then they just like improv the whole thing with the knife. That's and all amazing. That. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Because like, that's what's so fun when Pesci holds up the knife is because you've already seen it. Like you, you, yeah. you already saw that. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah. so good. Yeah. He's like, it's a sin. He's talking about leaving the <laughs> yeah. both on the yeah. car. It's like, it's a sin, Ma. <laughs> <laughs> oh that was another God. thing that surprised me. It's like, the, it is kind of funny. A lot of the, uh, like a oh, lot of the yeah. lines are so, like, for sure. Very charismatic. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it. Really hit me pretty it, it, hard at that at that age. Yeah, after a certain point, it's not funny anymore. Like, there's definitely a turning point in the movie where it's yeah. like it is just depravity, you know. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, and like it's, it's depravity just sad. and yeah. like and like the the way that Jimmy turns on everybody, it's just like yeah, it just becomes sort of a thriller in a way. Yeah, like, for a little yeah. while. Yeah. You feel yeah. really paranoid. Like you feel like you're mm-hmm. on coke. Like in that during that segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, that's uh, yeah. I I really enjoyed it the first time, and and uh, I enjoyed it again. I've seen it a bunch of times, but I totally right, get right. where you guys are coming from as well. Um, well, oh, that sounds like some numbers. Some good, yeah, some good first impressions there. Yeah, good talk. Yeah. Let's move on over to our good old friend Wikipedia. Gonna tell us some numbers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we've already mentioned this. Directed by Martin Scorsese. Good mm-hmm. fellas. 1990. You know, and yep. I feel like when I was growing up, I always thought this movie came out in like 80s for some reason. But no, 90s. And this is like kind of in the. 
not the middle, but like Scorsese had already done stuff at this point, right? Oh, a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah he did uh, Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, so like Last Temptation of Christ, After Hours. Yeah, this uh, has to be like huge for like I don't know. Th- I mean, this is like the one of the biggest movie I guess at the time. You know, like he. Oh yeah, yeah. This is like sure. his like huge kind of thing, um, mm-hmm. masterpiece ish. Yeah. You know, level filmmaking um it had a budget of oh let's see, hang on one second the screenplay was by uh nicholas pelegi and martin scorsese it's based on wise guy by nicholas pelegi um mm-hmm. and of course it stars uh de niro ray liotta joe pesci lorraine bracco and paul servino along with a ton of other people uh cinematography by michael uh, Ballhouse, um, mm-hmm. edited by Thelma Sh- uh, Shoemaker. 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 Yeah, that was um, Scorsese's editor for like the right. whole, like the most of his cur- entire career. Yeah. What was the? It, there's a. That's like a trend. Like Quentin Tarantino had one too for a long time. Like a, a long-standing uh, editor. Yeah. Yeah. That edited mm-hmm. all of his movies. Yeah. It was also a female. Um, mm-hmm. Australian too, I think. We were wrong about that part, but I don't remember that. Um, it has a runtime of uh, 146 minutes, about two and a half hours. Um, it had a budget of 25 million, and box office 47.1 million, which. Uh, I kind of thought it was going to have a bigger box office, but I guess for the time that that is that is a lot. Yeah, um, I don't know that he's ever been like a particularly commercial filmmaker. Mm. Uh, really, I think just a critical one. Really. Oh wow! And then internationally, uh, is is only three uh, three hundred and fifty nine thousand dollars. Wow! Of that wow. of that total. Wow. wow, that's that's wild. Yeah, a uh, thousand theaters. Is what it opened to, which is really, I mean, it's small. I mean, I feel like what, I mean, what was Point Break? What what year did that come out? 92. 91. 91. So let's compare it to that real quick because we covered that movie. Uh, oh, no, not the 2015 one. God damn it. I mean, that one's like got two hot stars at the time. Right. But still, though, like, oh my gosh. Oh, so yeah. It, so 83 million mm-hmm. for point break and its budget was 24 million so only 1 million less yeah uh, i mean that's a it's a you know that star power really does a lot for the for damn, the box office that's crazy i feel like i i, I don't know just was like i guess so goodfellas is like m- more of a sleeper kind of thing or like a yeah i mean it's a thing? surprising thing to yeah but i think so i think it's just like you know, it's it's a critically a darling, but it's not like a huge success. Wow, wow! I definitely like this movie more than Point Break. I'll say that. <laughs> uh, all my life, all I wanted to be was a surfer cop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm like, probably gonna do a bunch of those for this podcast. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously though, like if you're gonna give me a a crime movie, at least make it good like this is not fucking hokey like point break anyways you're, you're we're not talking about we're break. not talking about point break uh i like its hokiness a little bit. 
so yeah, that's I don't really have any other uh, numbers or anything like that. I didn't have a ton of time to prep anything past just like the, well, the base level lot, stuff. So. Uh, so yeah, let's just get to your fun facts because I'm sure there's a ton of fun facts about this film. There's quite a lot. Uh, one I don't have to look up. I just know this. Uh, Paul Sorvino. Uh, who plays Polly is the father of the actress Mia Sorvino, who uh, is in Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. Oh, uh, is she yeah. Romy or uh, Michelle? Yeah. Uh, opposite of Lisa Kudrow. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, that's cool. Romy. And I a bunch of that. a ton of other stuff, but yeah, that just always really cracked me up. Like, uh, couldn't be different. Like, further from. Right. Each other in terms of like style or or whatever or caliber of film. Um, so, according to Henry Hill, whose life was the basis for the book and the film, Joe Pesci's portrayal of Tommy uh, De Simone was ninety to ninety nine percent accurate, with one notable exception that real Tommy was massively built. Oh, okay. So that's kind of an interesting difference. Yeah, because. Pesci's thing is all like that he's little and has to prove himself and is very like kind of uh, insecure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Robert De Niro wanted to use real money for the scene where Jimmy hands out money because he didn't like the way fake money felt in his hands. And the prop master gave De Niro $5,000 of his own money. And Whoa. at the end of each take, no one was allowed to leave the set until all the money was returned. <laughs> it's like, a little prima donna. Also, you, oh, you no, know? also, why is the prop master the one putting up his five own five right. grand? Like Except the movie, somebody, the movie the, had the, a twenty five million dollar budget. <laughs> right, somebody else could have put up the five grand. <laughs> That's kind of shitty. Uh, according to the author, some mobsters were hired as extras to lend authenticity to the scenes. Uh, the mobsters gave Warner Brothers fake social security numbers. And no one knows how they receive their paychecks. Oh, wow. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, the how am I funny scene is based on something that actually happened to Joe Pesci. While working in a restaurant, a young Pesci apparently told a mobster that he was funny, a compliment that was met with a less than enthusiastic response. Pesci relayed the anecdote to Martin Scorsese, who decided to include it in the film. And Scorsese didn't include the scene in the shooting script so that Pesci and Ray Liotta's interactions would elicit genuine surprised reactions from the supporting cast. Oh. We tried a few of these like little tricky things to yeah. keep it fresh, I guess. That's cool. I love that. I mean, that scene is very iconic. It's like the one thing mm -hmm. I knew about this movie. Because you don't know it. what the fuck that guy's going to do. Oh, my God. It also just really shows how unhinged Pesci is like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. from pretty early on. Because that seems yeah. early in the movie. It is, yeah. yeah. But he's, like, brandishing a gun. and then. Uh, oh, my God. And then he just starts laughing. Like, that's, like, the whole thing. Like, they're just, like, constant. And it goes into the whole thing of, like, you don't know they're going to kill you. And they just do it. They don't tell you. Because, like, they're your best friend. And then they kill you. Like, mm -hmm. because that's just how, like, it's that borderline constantly for them is like laughing, right? Laughing, like laughing, laughing, yeah, having fun. You're on my good side until Murder. you're not. Yeah. <laughs> um, the and studio then Pesci was... just has this protection because he's like kind of on the track to be made because he's yeah. pure blood Italian. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, 
The studio was initially very nervous about the film due to its extreme violence and language. The film reportedly received the worst preview response in the studio's history. Yeah. Uh, Martin Scorsese said that the numbers were so low, it was funny. Nevertheless, the film was released without alteration to overwhelming critical acclaim, cementing Scorsese's reputation as one of the America's foremost filmmakers. Uh, Ray Liotta's mother died of cancer during filming. And Leota says that he used his anger over losing his mother for certain scenes, uh, the pistol whipping scene in particular. Yeah. Um, hmm. Let's see. Oh, in The Real Goodfella, which is, I'm assuming, about Henry Hill, which aired in the UK, Hill claimed that Robert De Niro would phone him seven to eight times a day to discuss certain things about Jimmy's character such as how Jimmy would hold his cigarette. Hmm. <laughs> it seems a little much to me. I mean, they're very in it with these characters. Yeah, so yeah. even though they are kind of cartoonish most of the time, mm -hmm. but they're like, uh, you can tell they're like focused in it and inside of what they're doing. Yeah. Um, also, I don't believe this movie passes the Bechtel test. I was just trying to think about it. Mm, I don't no. I don't think it does. Yeah. Maybe Is there like a moment when they're making the sauce, maybe? Oh, we could just look this up. Yeah. Uh anyways, yeah, keep going. The painting that Joe Pesci's character's mother brings out was actually painted by Wise guy author Nicholas Pileggi's mother. I really like that moment. It's like one dog going this way, one dog going that way. <laughs> it's kind of a silly little, silly little moment. Uh, and we'll wrap this up here. Uh, after Joe Pesci's mother saw the film, she told him the movie was good, then asked him if he had to curse so much. <laughs> Why you got to curse so much? Oh, that, okay, I got to find this other one that is, uh, let's see. Oh, fuck, and its derivatives are used 321 times, an <laughs> average of 2.04 per minute. Uh, <laughs> Joe Pesci says about yeah. half of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the hilarious. Script, the script called for the word to be used about 70 times, but much of the dialogue was improvised during shooting and the expletives piled up <laughs> at the time of the film's release. It had the most profanity of any movie in history. <laughs> uh, and as of 2020, it's number 15 and the Wolf of Wall Street's number three. Wow. 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 Of course it is. 321 yeah. times. What Where's is, South Park derivative at? Of Park? Where's South Park at? I bet the South Park movie's on there. Yeah, probably. They have that whole song that's like, fuck your fucking face, Uncle Fucker, or whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Oh, here's one more thing. Uh, this was kind of interesting as far as, as far as the writing goes. According to Joe Pesci, improvisation and ad-libbing came out of rehearsals where Scorsese let the cast do whatever they wanted. He made transcripts of these sessions took the lines that he liked best and put them into a revised script, which the cast worked from during principal photography. Oh, that's, that's so a fun way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I, also it very time like consuming, probably. I bet. Um, imagine the person that's got to fucking Jesus transcribe Christ. that stuff. Right. Yeah. Some poor right, yeah, intern. I think, that, uh, <laughs> I think that does it for fun facts. Uh, I got the Bechtel test results for us. Uh-huh. Um, Goodfellas, 1990. This movie uh, has passed three of three tests, although dubious. That's literally what it says. <laughs> uh, it, uh, let's see. Okay, Karen does discuss Florida with Rosie uh, in one scene, but it's a brief scene. Yeah. The hostess party. They talked about a bunch of topics that weren't just men. Um Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right, let's Looks get like to it. uh let's get to the plot. All right, so real quick in the general chat, I like copied and pasted that link to test to see what character you are. I yeah, took I'm it doing twice. It right now. I took it twice, and both times I got Henry Hill. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not happy about it, obviously, because I took it a second time. But yeah, these two times these tests are kind of okay. So. Yeah, I feel like it depends on like one or two questions that you answer, and it's like, oh, you're for sure gonna be this person. And it's also like a lot of it is like, like I'm not gonna be a part of a mob. Like, <laughs> like yeah, the questions know, are almost like theoretical. The questions are almost like, what's your favorite line from the movie? <laughs> yeah, it's more or less like, are you Jimmy or are you Joe? Or, yeah. uh, are you uh, Jimmy? Are you shit? I said Tommy. Jimmy twice. Tommy. Yeah, it's like yeah. Are you Henry? Are you Henry? Just asking you. Yeah, it's pretty much um just like that where it's like if you are a part of you know a a robbery would you be the driver would you be the robber would you be i don't know it's just like or like or like would you be the one to like you know be a part of a whack like would you be the person like like how likely are you to do that like type shit like it's like I I can't imagine myself killing anybody. <laughs> um, no, not at all. But it's like you know, in theory, if you were a gangster. <laughs> um. Anyways, the plot. 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 So plot. 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 It is 1955 at the beginning of the movie, and youngster Henry Hill becomes enamored by the criminal life and. Mafia presence in his working class Italian American neighborhood in Brooklyn. This is where we hear the line, I've always wanted to be a gangster. Or all my life, I've always wanted to be a gangster. <laughs> my um, whole life. He starts working for. Um, how do you say Polly's last name again? Polly. You said it. It's know. like. Oh, Sorvino? Oh, not the character, not the. Uh... No, yeah, like the, the character. It's like. Sicero? Sicero? Sicero. Sicero. Um, so, yeah, he starts working for Polly. Oh, Cicero. Polly Cicero. Cicero. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. And his associates, Jimmy the Gent Conway. 
an Irish American truck hijacker and gangster, and Tommy DeVito, a fellow juvenile delinquent. And uh, Henry kind of starts out as like a fence um, for Tommy or or for Jimmy. Sorry, for Jimmy, uh, gradually working his way up to more serious crimes. Um, so I guess like the first like big thing we see him do is he like busts a bunch of like car windows and sets them on fire. The next big thing we see him do is they're like taking a bunch of cigarette cartons out of a delivery truck and then they're selling them out of the trunk of a car. Um, but anyways, the three associates spend most of their nights in this like 1960s nightclub, uh, called Copacabana. Um, just kind of like dating various women and drinking and watching a show and just like putting money in everybody's pockets and just like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I'm I'm moving pretty quickly along in this, so you know if y'all have any interjections, please jump in. Yeah. But, oh no, it's a um, lot to cover. Feel free. It's, yeah, it's I got really fucking I got fucking Henry Hill too. Oh my god, this is stupid. <laughs> All right, makes me wonder like how many characters you could be. You know, like out of out a of lot the... of questions. Yeah. Um. So Henry starts dating Karen Friedman, a Jewish woman who's initially troubled by Henry's criminal activities, but she's kind of seduced by his glamorous lifestyle. And, um, you know, she marries him despite her parents' disapproval or disapproval. Um, and... This, like, it was, like, after they got, or maybe it was before they got married is when he, like, I don't know, she's, like, in the car with her, like, neighbor across the street, and he's, like, trying to, like, you know, just, like, non-consensually, like, touch her and everything, so she's, like, not into it, and he pushes her out of the car, so Henry um responds to her phone call picks her up and then takes her home goes across the street and beats the shit out of this guy with like the handle of his gun yeah and then he gives her the gun and he says hide this and this is the line where she's like you know i didn't think i would say this but i was really turned on by by him telling me to hide this gun Mm -hmm. um so you know her parents don't really like him but she marries him regardless and um kind of lied to her parents about him being half jewish um but anyways you know fast forward a little bit um i think they even have like at least one child by by this point yeah pretty quickly yeah yeah so in 1970 there's billy bats he's like a made man, which is kind of just like you are kind of running shit. Um, people you're work a for bit you. of a boss and you're untouchable. Yeah, yeah exactly. And <laughs> he is a part of the Gambino crime family that was recently released from prison. And they're at a nightclub owned by Henry. And Billy is in there just like repeatedly insulting Tommy. 
like triggered right off the bat, but he leaves and comes back. And then Tommy and Jimmy like beat, stab, and then like shoot Billy. He's dead. Um, and uh, this kind of like unsanctioned murder of a made man kind of invites chaos is what i'll say um Mm -hmm. we we also see this in the like towards the beginning of the movie you know they're driving they hear like noises coming from the trunk they think they might have popped a tire they pull over thinking that the guy in the trunk is dead they open the trunk he's not dead so they like stab him and shoot him it's the opening Um, of the movie yeah so we were talking about earlier what a hell yeah. of an opening! Just yeah. all that stabbing right. with that fucking knife. But this I, and is then like... the shots, like they these dudes probably dead. But yeah. then you yeah. realize it's like they're do- that the overkill is because they thought they had already killed him. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Got to make exactly. sure this time. <laughs> yeah. So this is just the the whole story that I'm I'm explaining. You know, oh. he really also just the, insults Tommy. The other thing is like. Wouldn't the gunshots like fuck up the car? Probably. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Like the like angle that they're going right in, in at. Trunk, yeah, it's like, you're gonna I've damage that some... so many times. Yeah, yeah, like you're gonna damage some some important stuff in that car. Hmm. That or like I feel like nobody else responds to just like hearing gunshots. Like if they're in a bar, if they're like you yeah. know. I mean, how many like, gunshots do you just hear? Public or whatever. Randomly, right? I yeah. mean, I hear them a lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, me I'm too. At, me too. Unfortunately, so that's every time you hear it, it's this happening. Yeah. Oops. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, makes me feel better. It's not just random. <laughs> if, if you're thinking about it in the, in this context, but um, although this is like pretty like, I feel like just like reacting out of anger like i don't know this oh yeah like, tommy's oh, for sure. really yeah, for yeah. good reason it, other he's than just, just like, embarrassed by this guy yeah and he's like and, bringing a girl in trying to impress her uh-huh. and then he's being made fun of the whole time for being like a shoe shiner when he was younger mm-hmm. and the guy's laying it on a little thick and i i, I yeah. especially like the line he's like ah, come on he's talking to janeiro after after pesci leaves and he's like yeah, come on. I, he was insulting me. And he's like, no, you insulted him a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little yeah. bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> um, so Jimmy, Henry, and Tommy bury the body in like upstate New York. Um, mm-hmm. And then about six months later, Jimmy learns that this burial site is kind of slated for development. Um, which kind of prompts them to relocate the decomposing corpse. Mm. So I love um, a return to the scene in a film where it starts. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And then you see the rest of it. Got to go back there for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, also on the side, like Henry is like sleeping with like at least two other women. Mm-hmm. Um and Karen is starting to figure this out. She's getting really upset about it, and um, this to me like, is one of the most iconic shots of the whole film. Is uh, is Karen on top of Henry with the barrel of the gun pointed right at the camera? Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. And he's like, "Let's just take it easy. Let's just calm down." And 
she's just like you know ready to kill him yeah but we we cut to karen's like um voiceover and she's like i just couldn't do it like you know like i i just i really just couldn't do it and so she starts to put the gun down and he just kind of like throws her off the bed and points the gun at her and he's like grabbing her hair and he's like i should kill you and like you know being really intense and Mm um just just abuse. <laughs> yeah. 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 And Karen also, like, is, like, harassing at least, like, one of his, like, mistresses, like, just, like, goes to her, like, apartment building and is, like, buzzing on the buzzer and, like, saying all these horrible things to her. And then she starts buzzing all the buttons and she's like, yeah. I just want you to know there's a whore in this building and, like, blah, blah, blah. Just, like, you know, just, like... It's a really, really good like performance. And, you know, harassing her. Yeah. 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 I I think it's pretty iconic. I definitely yeah. like remember that scene really strongly and she like has like they have two kids by this point. She has yeah. like, both the kids with her. Oh, it's and so I, sad. I, the Rain Bracco is amazing. It is so sad. sad. You know, there's all these shots where they're like fighting and then you see like the kids yeah. and they're just like what's going on type thing with their face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so after the 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 gun situation between Henry and Karen, he moves in with Janice, um, one of his mistresses, but Polly comes and meets with him and he insists that he should return to Karen um after collecting a debt from a gambler in Tampa with Jimmy. So they go do this, you know, this little mission together and then they come back and he's, you know, kind of reunited with Karen, but um yeah, upon returning, Jimmy and Henry are arrested after being turned in by this gambler's sister, who is a typist for the FBI, mm-hmm. and they get these 10-year prison sentences, and uh, it's very, like... It looks like a very easy prison sentence. They are all hanging out together. They oh, yeah, are like yeah. cooking together, drinking, <laughs> smuggling in drugs and swami like and wine. I, yeah. Honestly, one of my favorite scenes. Like all the scenes yeah. that are just them describing cooking is like He's my just favorite. Slicing the, the garlic with it's the so razor good. blade. <laughs> it's so good. He slices it so thin yeah. it just liquefies when yeah. you cook it. Yeah. Oh, it's so <laughs> good. A little bit of oil. I love it. Um, and he's like, yeah. Polly is just like, Jimmy's coming back with the stuff and he's like, uh, bread. You got the bread. You got the wine. And now we can eat. Now we can eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, you got to have the bread and the wine. And he's, he's also, Henry's also attempting to like, I guess, support his family on the inside or on the outside, whatever. So he has Karen like smuggling drugs and he sells them to some inmates from Pittsburgh. And, you know, about four years later, he is paroled. Um, he leaves prison. He kind of expands his cocaine business with Jimmy and Tommy kind of against Polly's orders. They're not giving him a cut and they're not telling him about it. They're just kind of doing it, and uh, it's basically like one of Henry's mistresses is like making it and cutting it and you know packing it up, 
And then he's taking it and they're selling it and distributing it to the other guys and whatever. But um, Jimmy organizes a crew to raid the Lufthansa vault at JFK International Airport. Um, And they end up stealing $6 million in cash and jewelry. And then... You know, he, like, Jimmy's really trying to make sure everyone lays low, don't buy anything expensive, don't show it off, don't Mm -hmm. flaunt it, don't draw attention. But some of the members, like, purchase some really expensive items, like a car or, like, a minx, like, coat or, like, um... Yeah, they just show up to this Christmas party, like, having spent a bunch of money. Yeah. And he hasn't even given them the money yet. They're just, like, flashing money that they don't, that they're expecting, yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's kind of against his orders. And then the getaway truck is found by the police because, like, one of the crew members gets, like, stoned and kind of, like, leaves it unattended. Mm-hmm. A very early um, Samuel Jackson role. Yeah, exactly. He, I don't even think he had any lines in this. He no, was he just like, word. no, yeah, he was just a, a visual, but, you know, um, uh he i mean he's the first like crew member to really get murdered by jimmy and tommy just because he fucked it up um and really he ends up having most of the crew except tommy and henry murdered um and tommy is kind of deceived into believing he is going to become a made man but then he's murdered after walking into the room of the ceremony. Uh, partly because he murdered Bats, um, Billy Bats. Yeah, that's um, kind of the main reason. It's like he killed a maid guy. There's no getting yeah. away from that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, by 1980, Henry has really developed a strong drug habit and he is like becoming a a paranoid wreck um he thinks everyone's out to get him he thinks he's you know gonna get arrested or get shot or you know he sets up another drug deal with his pittsburgh associates but is arrested by narcotics agents and incarcerated But Karen kind of talks her parents into, you know, considering their house to bail him out. And, you know, she talks them into it. He, you know, he he's bailed out. And then, you know, as as he was getting arrested initially, like the cops were raiding the house. So Karen took what was left of the coke and flushed it down the toilet. And so Henry gets out and he's like looking around the house, like trying to find it. And she's Karen, like, Karen, oh. I needed that Karen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And then she's they like, both break like, down together. He's like, what did you together. do with it? Yeah. yeah. And she's like, I flushed it. And he's like, what are you talking about? That was $60,000. And she's yeah. like, what was I going to do? They were going to find it. He was like, they were never going to find it. And it's just like a lot of back and forth. And they, they just kind of break down on the floor crying and they hold each other. And, um,. You know, they're broke as hell. Uh, 
Henry really tries to apologize to Polly. Um, so he, you know, confronts him and he's like, you know, like I'm sober now. Like I'm not doing that shit anymore. He's like, I'm really broke and I'm really sorry. Like, you know, I didn't mean for all this to happen, blah, blah, blah. And then Polly gives him $3,200 and ends their, like, association together. I'm not going to turn my back on you. Yeah. It's just, like, honestly, nice, considering it could have just killed him. Like, Yeah. Um, yeah. He but, tried to tell him. That's the whole thing. It's like he had that moment yeah. with him when he got out of prison. He's just like, don't sell that shit because I'm not trying to get wrapped up in all this. Uh, yeah. Because that's, like, a one-way ticket you know to ratting on your friends and like yeah. fucking everything up and just yeah. don't do it and that's exactly what he does yeah and he also realizes that henry does he realizes that jimmy is making plans to have him and karen killed um which kind of prompts his decision to be like an informant and enroll with his family into the witness protection program yeah. So that scene's really good. Like how they transition yeah. out of it where they're still like talking about it and they showing everyone getting arrested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they give a pretty good testimony and evidence in front of a court basically to have Polly and Jimmy convicted. And then <clears throat> this is like a hard moment. Cause it's like, you know, initially, Henry is like a teenager and he has to go to court and he doesn't say anything and he doesn't rat anybody out and everyone's really congratulating him. And now he's yeah. having to look these people in the eye. Oh yeah. That's something we didn't like, really, yeah, this is him. we didn't talk too much about what do y'all think about it? Like going all the way back to the young Henry. I mean, it's complicated and it's mm. all fucked up, yeah. but it's yeah. like, you know, they, they really brought him to this like, level of success yeah you know however however you'd measure it did you um, did you like that part of the movie early on were they like where you saw yeah, young did. young henry okay i did actually yeah. i thought that was like important um, yeah yeah and i think kind it, of in, inform his relationship with these guys and how he's really been around them like yeah and they've, his, they've become his, this other family right yeah to him yeah and understand him more than than his parents did Totally. Yeah, they yeah. really emphasize that a lot and emphasize this kind of fidelity, you know, mm-hmm. in their relationship. Yeah. But that's also like he just kind of blew it up to hell. That's their tactic of like how they get people in for life. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, they yeah, they yeah. get they get them young, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it, it really informs this scene at the end where yeah. now after all of this, he does the one like, you know, unforgivable thing. Yeah. Of, ratting yeah. them out yeah yeah but it's like if he didn't rat them out like he was ultimately going to die or his wife or children were going mm-hmm. to die or mm-hmm. you know i i thought the so, the actor they got to play the young uh ray liotta was like really accurate to what ray liotta yeah i thought so like. too. i was like damn yeah, this looks yeah. like a really young good job. ray liotta <laughs> i like the the young yeah. pesci too that uh, like all, yeah, all yeah. of the young yeah the cast were good yeah and and yeah. and then de niro is just de niro right yeah he's just got like he's they just gray Dark his hair, hair. Up yeah as yeah as, yeah which as is as like okay older. so we also have to this is a good point to talk about so 
Goodfellas is is supposed to take place over like decades, right? We're right. like fifties yeah. to the eighties, yeah. basically. So yeah, and and the Irishman is kind of the same thing, right? And, and is the Irishman connected to this movie because they called De Niro the Irishman in like the beginning uh, of this? No, movie. it's not. I think it's just another sort of, uh, you know, Scorsese's kind of bread and butter is like the the crime drama, Italian like crime, Italian drama. crime yeah. drama. Yeah. And uh, no, it doesn't have anything to do with it, but it's okay. kind of, there is a parallel where, you know, it is taking place over all these decades. Right. But right. it is, it's still, it's still funny. It was funny in the Irishman. It's funny in this movie, seeing it again. It's like, they're talking about Jimmy. You see Jimmy for the first time. Yeah. He's like, he was, must've been 28, 29. <laughs> it's I'm like, like, nope. That motherfucker is 40 years old <laughs> yeah. easily. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you know, you gotta it's, suspend the. It's the so funny. Yeah, as soon as I saw that scene, I was like, "Oh, so Scorsese kind of tried to do the Irishman thing, like with this, like back in the day." <laughs> yeah, with, like I think the age would have done thing. the. Yeah. He would have done the Irishman much much sooner if he'd gotten the funding. In a way, would have gotten those guys to play earlier versions of themselves oh, okay. uh, in a non, you know, computer generated way. How does the Irishman compare to this? You're probably the only one who's seen it. Yeah, I've seen it twice. Uh, Damn, you've watched that twice? Yeah, That's a long like ass three and a half hours. Too. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen it twice. Uh, you know, I really like it, the story of it. It's another one of these things where it's like, it's it's real. It's a real story. It's the story of Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and the speculation of what happened to him uh, and his involvement with uh, organized crime. Yeah. Um, and it takes place over, you know, like many decades. Uh, and in a lot of ways, it's like, you know, it's a really terrific, subtle performance by Joe Pesci. Uh, you know, these, these are like very veteran actors at that point. Uh, but, you know, again, it's like uh, when they show them, there's a depiction of them as these like kids, quote unquote, like Pesci comes up to De Niro's truck in the beginning of the film when it's broken down. And he's like, hey, kid. And I'm like, kid, he looks like he's 60. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they've tried to do this de-aging thing that's like uncanny valley. Yeah, yeah. Um, it really threw me because like I watched a little meme thing where somebody had done the like, uh, you know, deep fake on De Niro. And it looked better than, you know, probably millions of dollars of this like de-aging technology that they used in the in the film. Wow. Yeah. Um. Uh, but anyway, going back to that scene, the in the ending scene there in the, in the courtroom, it had one of my favorite moments where um, Henry Hill is is you hear the voiceover and it cuts to him and he starts talking the voiceover. He just gets up out of the stand. The yeah. Stand. And I really like that yeah. transition a lot. I thought that was always really like slick and, and cool to, to yeah. like pull you into the moment that's taking place. Yeah, it becomes diegetic. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and a part of the scene. I also realized I skipped a part of my notes, so I'm just gonna back up a hair. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you know, we have Polly gives him thirty two hundred dollars, ends their relationship. Henry meets Jimmy at a diner, and Jimmy asks uh, Henry to travel on a hit assignment, but it makes Henry really suspicious. Just kind of the novelty of such a request you know yeah. he has they have not really done this in a while and this is kind of what well, leads jimmy's him never to... asked, asked he's never been him asked to do that by jimmy 
yeah. or anyone. Yeah. I don't know, but like I know Jimmy. He specifically says Jimmy never asked him to. Yeah. Yeah. So that is ultimately what led him to join. That and like a, a scene a little before that, I think too. Karen, he gives Karen some money. Yeah. And yeah. he's and like, then... you want some dresses? Yeah. And then he's <laughs> yeah. like sending her down to this like kind of place down the block around the corner. And it's like very, yeah, creepy. it's like in a tight alley and it's like yeah. dark and there's these men moving things. Mm-hmm. And she just like immediately starts like crying and gets in her car and drives home. And that would then... have been the end of her. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah. And she was like even crying when she got out of the car and got home and Henry was like, what's the matter? And she's like, I just got, I just got really scared. Was just scared. And, you know, I didn't really scared. say much more about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, was he testifies end up in the gutter. against. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he testifies against Polly and Jimmy. They're convicted. Um, Henry moves to a Hang pretty on. nondescript. Real quick, I did want to add something yeah. to the scene that Michael brought up about the the like, and you mentioned the diegetic, like that diegetic scene where it transitions from the narration yeah, yeah. to him in. I mm-hmm. love that. I love it in concept. I think execution, it's one of the weakest points of the movie because the audio mixing is so irregular between the way his voice it sounds really in narration to the courtroom scene. And like, yeah, I get it was made in the 90s, whatever. But like, it's such a difference. And like, it takes a lot for audio to take you out of the moment. And like, it took me out of the moment. It was like, I was like, oh, yeah. this is what they're doing. This should have been way more effective. And like the, I thought the transition was a little rough. To be completely honest, I can see that. There yeah. was another moment earlier on where I noticed the audio was particularly bad and echoey, mm. and it made me think they should have re-recorded it doing ADR or something. But it was when Henry was in his mistress's apartment mm-hmm. while she was making and cutting the coke. That scene in particular, like I noticed, was like very bad, and it was like, like very a delay, echoey. Echo. Yeah, well, I don't, know, I don't yeah. know what's up with that. Yeah, and it's strange. It really took me out of the moment there, but I agree, it's like not exactly consistent, and that is like one of my only, I guess, like technical critiques of the film. Yeah, same. Um, yeah. Is that that could have been stronger? 20, yeah, how on a twenty-five million dollar film do you like? Not just yeah. have that in the bag. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's I'm weird. Do ADR like re-record that shit? Like <laughs> maybe they're just all know. doing cocaine and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're all just cocaine. Yeah, or they're like I don't know if, if that happened in like digitizing it or like whatever. Like sure, I have no idea. yeah, yeah. Right. We we are watching a... the. I'm guessing we all watch the HBO Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 This yeah. might be an artifact thing from from it being digitally transferred. Yeah. Either way, that I that's the the those mixing issues. Yeah, they they took me out of it. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, Henry moves to a pretty nondescript neighborhood, kind of unhappy to leave his exciting gangster life to live as a boring average schnook is what he calls himself. Kind of um, the last line, right? Like of the movie, yeah. or one of the last lines. Mm-hmm. And then we have some like ending title cards that kind of explain mm-hmm. exactly what happens to everybody after the fact. So like the end title cards state that as of 1990, when the film was released, Henry is still a protected witness, but he was arrested in 1987 in Seattle for narcotics conspiracy. 
Henry received five years of probation, but has since been clean. Um, he and Karen separated in 1989 after 25 years of marriage. Um, Polly died the previous year in Fort Worth Federal Prison from a respiratory illness. And Jimmy is serving a 20 years to life sentence in a New York prison for murder and would be eligible for parole in 2004. I think he was going to be like in his mid 70s by then. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was like 74, yeah. if if I remember correctly. But I, that's why I said mid 70s. Right, I don't right. exactly know. Um, but that is good, fellas. That's good, fellas, y'all. That's good, fellas. Um, um, yeah. I got uh, Jimmy, by the way, in my quiz. Oh, okay. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. At least one of us got something different. Yeah, I was, I was wanting to get Jimmy, <laughs> but also like, he is also. I mean, they're all bad. Yeah, yeah like, they all uh, pretty I, bad. I wouldn't even say any of them are the lesser of of. Right. Yeah. You know, an, an evil. It's just like they're you know, which kind of bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, so I think yeah, just, let's get just into Jimmy was. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say I no. think just because Jimmy was De Niro is like why why I wanted to get right, him. right, right, right. <laughs> I see but that. um, yeah, our reviews. Well, I'll go first. Yeah, you go first. Um, again, this this movie is near and dear to me. It's just at the beginning of my film education in a way, and uh, you know, I I. Uh, a big part of that education was Martin Scorsese, just, uh, you know, seeing all of that kind of, uh, crazed seventies shit that came out of, you know, these studios not really knowing what to do with themselves after the like mega golden age blockbusters kind of failed. So they, they, you know, get, handed all these uh, opportunities to these younger people and they're out mm -hmm. there on the edge making these kind of weirder, more adult films. Um, so that always really, uh, like that was always kind of a, an era of learning, a, a part of learning about film, that era really struck me as like this, this like bastion of creativity. Um, and then somebody, you know, somebody like him working, starting kind of making a, a, a crime film and then experimenting in a lot of different ways and becoming a really like exciting and, kinetic filmmaker i feel like is really well at work in this film uh and i really enjoyed seeing like all it, it's one of those films it's like the filmmaking is is there for you to to see uh with mm -hmm. the with the long shots and the way the camera moves and it's like very much part of the experience uh the voiceover all these things are like very much film language and um and you know this is kind of uh, part of my DNA as a filmmaker in a lot of ways. Plus the acting is incredible. Uh, like you said, they are these kind of cartoony versions of real people, but I feel like that's, you know, part for the course in some way of, of, you know, making it an entertainment piece. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like it does a really good job of, of, of making you distrust and dislike the characters uh, yeah. but still keeping you entertained in, in the story moving forward. Mm -hmm. And like the way that they navigate this world and, and all of its eccentricities uh, because of the culture, 
uh, both the Italian culture, the Irish culture, and and the mob culture of the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find all that like very very fascinating. Um, uh, I feel like Martin Scorsese has a really great knack for pairing music with film. Um, and he does he uses the Stones in about every movie he's ever made. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, I love the movie. Uh, I, I really enjoy it every time I watch it. It's not something that I return to terribly often, but I have seen it, you know, a number of times. Um, you know, there there are some technical things that we don't really know if it's like the transfer or what have you. Uh, so I can't really say, but it's kind of shitty that like even down the line that you would even encounter something like that. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and you know the movie's hard to watch. There's there's really some violent things happening in it. Uh, um, there's racist things happening in it. There's violence towards women. There's you know a lot of stuff in it that's that can make it uh, that makes it a little a little harder to watch. I think. Um, but again, I, I I don't think it justifies it necessarily. But that's it's embedded in the culture that that's depicted in the film. Um, yeah. All that being said which is something I say every podcast. All that being said, uh, I think I give it a 9 out of 10. Uh, cool. And that's with cool. the, the understanding that I, I do know that you guys are going to rate it lower. And, and uh, I really do understand where you're coming from with it because I feel like, you know, coming to you in, when, when it did, it's going to hit different. Right. Uh, and yeah. that's, I, that's a consideration I that. that I really take seriously. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rip Ray Liotta. That's yeah, of, we haven't said that yet, but that's kind of ten VHS tapes. That's kind of the one of the reasons why we decided to watch it because Ray Liotta passed recently. So, and me and Abby hadn't seen one of the most iconic movies ever made in terms of like if you look at a list of like top fifty films, you know this is probably in it. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's part of this podcast. I feel like is us crossing off you know, movies that are iconic and talked about in the culture of film and, you know, just so that we have that context, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to give your Yeah, review? speaking on that, do you want to keep it rolling into your yeah. review? Sure, sure. Uh, I'm. This is one of those movies, I feel like I've done this before, where I want to give it, like, two different scores. You know what I mean? Like, a personal score and then, like, a critic score. You know, and it's mm-hmm. like I, I guess I should just average those two and give it give the movie that score. But I feel like personally, I want to give this like a six, and then like, uh, just as a standalone thing outside of myself, I feel like it's like an eight. Um, yeah, it's probably a seven. Yeah, so a seven. Yeah, uh, is probably what I should give it. Um, I think that. The, the the stuff that I do like about this movie is so good that it makes me kind of forgive the stuff I don't like about it. Um, mm-hmm. the, the really fun narrative devices that are instantly engaging and um, the performances that are engaging even though they're horrible people and uh, the um, soundtrack, like Michael said, and the it it, it it's there's a lot to uh consume in this movie there's a lot to keep you keep you Mm -hmm. in it you know i feel like as much as i was like 
I don't like this person. I don't like this person. The way the pace of it, the way it moved, it, it did keep me interested the whole time. So uh, even though I do agree, it may be a little long, but the way the movie's broken up, it doesn't feel like one whole movie. It feels like these different parts that are just stitched together. So it, it, it doesn't, it, I thought it was too long, but not in the way I normally think things are too long. Like I, I think it, it definitely makes a case for being that long. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's broken up almost into chapters in a yeah way. yeah without yeah. explicitly saying it it does feel like chapters and I, I, my favorite part of the movie is really that transition that you don't see coming of the VO into Karen like that is so strong mm-hmm. you know like it's yeah. so strong and really keeps agree. you going through that middle part of the movie um, so I, I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a seven nice cool. All right, Abby, what do you think? You know, I agree. There's a lot of really, really strong parts of this movie, for sure. Um, just, like, plot devices, the camera movement, the lighting, the soundtrack are all really strong. The acting is really good. I know you all have all said that. But I just want to reinforce that, because it is not something right. to overlook. Um, you know, and I think just the... I I like it even more knowing that it is an adaptation of a true story. Right. You know? Um, And, you know, someone told me recently that, that, like, the government is essentially a mob and just kind of, like, seeing how they how a mob would operate in this kind of movie kind of reinforces that in my head, which is, you know, interesting. And it is, like... um. It, it 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 does kind of act a lot in that in that way to me at least like you know just observing and reading a lot about yeah the government and economics and the way our country operates and you know uh i i I also feel like this was a really long movie. I don't really enjoy watching movies over two hours. However, like I also would agree that I think that that was earned. I feel like every part of the story helped kind of inform the bigger picture of everything that happened. And I think it, you know, was important to make it as long as it was. Um, Karen's definitely one of my favorite characters in this movie. Yeah. And just kind of seeing her, development throughout and you know being able to see her perspective almost makes her like a like an additional like main character in the yeah. film karen's mm-hmm. essentially the fourth um, you know like yeah it's it's those three and then then karen i also really enjoy the the performance of the babysitter <laughs> yeah, yeah she's great <laughs> and like how much it doesn't give a fuck like yeah. about like <laughs> You know, about Henry, that like her, her bit in it was really fun to watch. Um, but, uh, I think it was, it was very entertaining, you know, regardless of, of the length or, you know, these, these imperfections or these kind of cringy bits with like the racism and the, the women abuse and just kind of, you know, the violence and and all that like uh, um i 
And I, I guess that's why I don't like particularly enjoy these films, but I think it's like, you know, important to watch. It's technically a part of our history in America. It's yeah. like yeah. something something to consider and something to, you know, know about. And I think mm-hmm. I think this movie did a good job of, you know, kind of informing this experience. But um I think I'm gonna give this I think I'm going to give this a 7.5 out of 10. Cool. Nice. I'll do the math on that real quick. That's, okay. That's seven VHS tapes, one cassette tape. We got tape. two Henrys, one Jimmy. Two Henrys, one <laughs> right. Jimmy. That's, that's if we named if we named the podcast uh like unique names, that would be the name of this podcast. Two Henrys and one Jimmy. I I almost kind of see it though after (laughs) reading the i can read it like 7.83 okay that's fair so it says you got henry hill as far back as you can remember you wanted to be a gangster (laughs) you're you're proving to value you're you're proving your value to the mob and moving up the chain but you know that you're playing a dangerous game you have the respect of the old timers because of your intelligence and caution a combination of traits that can be rare in organized crime. <laughs> you love the thrill of pulling off a scam, but you're also hoping you don't get in over your head with those around you. Abby, did you pick stealing? When it was like I, the thing you wanted to do, like the crime you'd want to the do. The first time I took the quiz, I did say robbing. That's a, yeah, that's what I picked too. Cause, yeah, because I I love a thrill. Yeah, no, but, like, but also like, how much fun is it to like steal from Walmart or some shit? You know, yeah, what I mean, like yeah, some like from corporation, a, a large yeah, corporation yeah. that deserves it exactly. Um, but then the second time I took it, I said the driver because that's also. Oh no, that's a different question. Mm, there's a question that's like robbery or stealing and but the the driver is another it's like which would would the lookout the driver yeah i picked the lookout in that Uh, one oh yeah i picked the it when i first did that i picked robber and the second time i did the driver but i'm pretty sure both times in that i said that i would have I, I would rob something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Out of I the mean, crimes, it was like murder, yeah. stealing. Uh, yeah, that sounds yeah. better than murder. Yeah. The, sure, yeah. <laughs> what was the other one? Oh, hosting a dinner party. I was. I was either gonna no, say. I was either gonna I pick. Say, I did say hosting a dinner party because it was. It was and between stealing or hosting a dinner party for me. That's like the two yeah. things. No, Here's both thing. times. Actually, I said hosting a dinner okay, party. Okay, okay. Any any normal human being a- answering these questions on this quiz, you're going to get Henry Hill because you're not a fucking asshole. <laughs> so, yeah, like psycho. honestly. I just try to, th- I try to like you're throw an this asshole quiz. Psycho? No, no, no. I, no, I, I try to throw it a curveball because I know that like oh, yeah, yeah. the real answers you're going to give it, are, they're all going to come up Henry Hill, right? Sure, mm-hmm. sure, sure. So but I was trying not to give it Jimmy and not to give it Henry and not to give it Tommy. I was just trying to like kind of mix it around a little bit. Yeah. And that's how I you did, got I, I got yeah. Jimmy, but his yeah. result was you, regular, you regularly throw around $100 tips like they're dollar bills <laughs> and you are well respected by everyone in the organization. You love to steal things, and you have a smooth style in the way you conduct business. You're fairly cautious, and you you're concerned when those around you take unnecessary risks. That's pretty you're accurate. Extremely loyal to those you trust, but you have little patience for those with loose lips. No. That's that's mostly accurate, I would say. Yeah. Well, 
There's that. elements. You're you're Murder highly stuff. respected amongst your peers. I guess. I think you are. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, Everyone, I don't have any money. I've never heard dollar talk show. Give out hundred dollar tips. <laughs> I I said mostly true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's good, fellas. Uh, seven point eight three. Three three three. VHS tapes, double a, a dual VHS tape, a dual DVD. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's actually the score of this movie is a two sided DVD. That's yeah. the score. <laughs> That's what seven point eight equals. Seven point eight three double sided DVDs. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, that's the film. Uh, let us know what you think. Of it. If you haven't seen side two of the DVD, flip that shit flip over. Flip it over. You, if yeah, you watched like half David, of it, yeah, yeah. Don't pause it in the middle or not flip <laughs> over the DVD. There is a lot more of the film. I do uh, think watching it all the way through, it I felt better about it. But at the end of it, does that make sense? Like, yeah, like wrapping I, it up. Like I was like, okay, this is a pretty good like point A to point B, or you know, yeah, in, yeah. end to end product, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's, I, it's yeah. I think it's hard to tell that story shorter because it's uh, you're sort of uh, it's a more it's a, it's about entering the world as much as like the, the what's, yeah what's transpiring. The, the film's really just about that heist, yeah, uh, of of the six million dollars, right, honestly, right, right, and yeah. how that goes south. Um, all these other complications, right, right, yeah. Because no. I mean, you know, and and it's also about Billy Bats being being murdered. That's a through right, line right, all the right. way to the end. Yeah. 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 Uh yeah, those two things historically are pretty much what it's about. Right. I thought it was interesting in the in the film, uh, and I wonder if this is true, just that Jimmy just doesn't give anybody any of the money. Gives Henry like a little bit of Christmas money and then he just keeps the rest of the money. Yeah, Jimmy's like Jimmy was like I think cutthroat. that's I think that's why he's kind of stayed out of things at times, is because he's just like he was just trying to keep his low level job because he's got six million you know, like in the bank. Right. You know he's probably I mean? got more money than any of them. Yeah, he exactly. Just hangs on to it. Yeah. Um oh, one of my favorite characters in the in the movie is uh Mort or uh what's his name? The 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 uh wig guy. Oh my god, the commercial, <laughs> yeah. the wig commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, uh one thing I forgot to mention is the wig commercial. Uh Scorsese had seen some kind of similar commercial on television and they hired the person who made that commercial to make the <laughs> wig commercial. Oh my like, god, that's amazing. To, like be really accurate. That's so yeah. cool. That, that, that character is like relentlessly annoying yeah. and you feel really bad for him too. Yeah, yeah, and he like annoyed the shit out of Jimmy, and and yeah, and always be like, hey, like, just like you know, we're just hanging out right now, like we're just having drinks. Yeah. Like, I, 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 there was a part of me that it by the time they they stabbed the guy with the screwdriver in the back of the head, like mm-hmm. at that point, I was like, you know what, I'm, I can't. I cannot predict how they're going to murder someone. <laughs> like, like they just like, right. they murder yeah. people in so many different ways. Yeah, or like when they were dangling that man in like a lion's den. Like. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I love that line. So it's like, like they must really feed people the fucking lions down here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just love all the. I guess the creative murder <laughs> that happens. Yeah. That whole like yeah. the camera crane into the meat truck. Oh yeah. Oh that whole yeah. scene's really good. Yeah. yeah. Was really wild. I was like, mm-hmm. damn, they killed that guy too? Like the dude that was in the meat truck. I can't remember yeah. his name, but I was like, damn, I thought that guy was gonna be safe. 
Like no, no he one's wants safe. That mink coat. Yeah. Oh, mm. yeah. That's right. That's right. Mm. Yeah. As De Niro gets yeah. mad, everyone starts spending the money. Mm. Yeah. What I tell you? Mm. You going to buy a car? I don't know Come why on. they got rid of Frenchie, but oh yeah, that's just... right, the Frenchie. Oh, he was in the garbage truck. Yeah, because he was the guy that gave him that score on the like four hundred thousand dollars. I mean, I feel like when you're when you're doing what they're doing, you just kill anyone that you have any inkling of. Yeah. Must have been in even, job somehow. Yeah. Even just to make an example, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they would do shit like that. So I mean. I, I do think Ray Liotta should be in the middle of the poster and not uh, De Niro, but that's just a very small gripe. But well, I think I that get that's why you put case. De Niro on. The front yeah, because that's just yeah. the recognizable thing. Yeah. You know, uh, Ray Liotta yeah. hadn't really done much at that point. Yeah. So this I'm was sure. Ray Liotta's like really big, like, hey, mm-hmm. I can do this sort of thing. Yeah, he movie. was in a couple of films, but yeah. this one, yeah, it was like. Uh, the the story I heard him tell was, you know, he was he had talked about doing the role a little bit, but Scorsese hadn't really seen him in anything. And then they were at this film festival for something, and he was there. Uh, Scorsese was there, but he's surrounded by all these like security guard, bodyguard type people. Mm-hmm. And Ray Liotta went up, and they were like, "Fuck off!" And he was like, "Nah, I just want to say hello to Marty." And like those guys were giving him gruff, and then Scorsese saw him like uh, just stay chill with all the pressure of the bodyguards and he's like oh that's that's the guy oh that makes sense yeah that's the yeah. guy that should be in the film he's like wow yeah that's cool that's really cool yeah there's a lot of really iconic people yeah and mm-hmm. good fellas yeah um it is a bummer funny. that oh i'm sorry i'm sorry I'm just going to say it's funny to see the roles they end up playing in other movies. Like, yeah, yeah. Like Joe Pesci. Home Alone or... Yeah, Home Alone. <laughs> or My Cousin Vinny. Yeah, or fucking uh, Meet the Fockers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was... I was, B-movie. Yeah, B-movie. <laughs> I was disappointed that uh, Sam Jackson didn't have any really lo- like he had like I, what one line maybe yeah i didn't realize he was in this movie until he made an appearance yeah, and yeah same. he never had a line it's like fuck that sucks i was like he has such a good voice and he's such a good know, actor like yeah he's just wasted in this film it completely yeah. wasted in this movie mm-hmm. either way but, uh, yeah that was good fellas um, yeah that was good fellas uh and maybe we'll do B movie in the next in the next episode. Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, our one year anniversary. We do. Okay, one year anniversary. B one year anniversary B movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we play the B movie <laughs> video game on Twitch. Oh my God! There's a video game. There's a full licensed video game. Yes. <laughs> oh, shit. It came out on the and Xbox then, 360. And then we watch a B movie. And then we watch. Yeah, oh, and then after that, we watch, yeah, yeah. Some some B movie. Doesn't matter what. Well, it could just be. We'll just do our whole like 12 hour anniversary stream around bees. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Bees and B movies. Bees and, and uh, yeah. B ratings. And yeah, there's all kinds of bees. All kinds movies of bees. that start with bees. Maybe have a, a lead actor or actress with a B name. Mm hmm. <laughs> We did that. Uh, some song in the uh, yeah. some song in the key of B. That's even a thing. <laughs> um, yeah, like yeah. we got a lot to look forward to. 
Yeah. I don't so, think the key uh, of B is the thing. I'm just, I, don't think, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, what? So what's what up? What's up? What? what, what what's up? No, what B uh, major. Yeah, no, there's 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 songs in B. Uh, I don't know. Y'all 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 start it. I'm gonna go use the bathroom real quick. I really gotta pee. Okay. okay. Um, what did you do for Memorial Day? I don't know. Is that good? Hmm. I didn't do anything, but that doesn't mean it's not good. You might have something good there. I made some dinner. Uh, I don't know. It was it was yeah. a very nonchalant uh, Memorial you make? Day. I made uh, some uh, asparagus and some. Uh, uh, steak and okay. mashed potatoes yeah. and salad. It was a real, yeah. like, uh, you know, meat and potatoes, literally. Yeah, dinner. good old American meal. Yeah, I don't really usually eat steak, but I'm trying I'm, I'm trying out this sort of uh, protein-heavy carb light thing. Yeah. Sort of cycling, cycling carbs in your diet and uh, just trying to, you know, I... <sighs> Red meat's usually a big turnoff to me, but I just thought it was a really efficient way for protein to get in yeah. there. Yeah, you going keto? <laughs> kind of, a little bit. I'm not a yeah. keto Guido like Polly D. I mean, like right. uh, Vinny. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like my diet has been very bread heavy lately, and I mm. would like to not do that. It's um, tough, you know. That's t- bread, pasta, all that stuff's really tasty. Yeah, and cheap. Yeah, and very cheap. <sighs> especially like i don't really i like the only meat i eat is fish so it's like you know i'm gonna end up having a lot of carbs one way or another mm-hmm. but i um for more memorial day went to the ren fair oh nice and lana kind of picked out this very peter pan-esque outfit for me and we went with Abby and Zach and my friend Gisela and then Abby and Zach's baby Casper. Um, Abby had made a like mushroom hat for <laughs> Casper out of like a pizza box, pillow stuffing and like felt. That mushroom and- cap is incredible. <laughs> Instagram. Yeah, it's incredible. It's so good. Um, it was it was like the hit of the Ren Fair. Oh, I, I swear bet. to God. Everybody stopped us and was like, oh my God, it's so cute. <laughs> um, and it was like hot as hell that day. I feel like the guy that was like running the axe throwing booth was like verbally harassing all of the women that, oh <laughs> that would play. Oh, he gross. was just like such a dick. But on my first like try, I got a bullseye and everone else is like bounced off the board. Yeah. So I'm like, like, fuck you. But um, yeah, fuck that. Also, I heard yeah. they didn't serve beer there this year. No, they didn't. And on top like, of that, what the like, fuck's up with that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know if there was an incident last time or in another city or what, but um, also Lana's favorite thing to do when we go to the Ren Fair is they have like a bird show where they have like hawks and owls and falcons like on those gloves on their arm and they, you know, will tell you a lot of information about them, have them do some tricks or whatever, like... Um, they only had one hawk 
they didn't have any other birds there wow. and they didn't make the, it was a very short bit i don't think they did any tricks i think part of it was because it was so damn hot mm. um but yeah i remember last year we were disappointed because they didn't have any owls they had like three different kinds of hawks and like that was a but um there is this one guy that we saw last year he's like runs around he's wearing like a prince outfit and he's running around with a glass slipper which is very much not ren fair no like time period exactly but like he's just like honestly it's a it's a pretty smart scam for someone who has a foot fetish and he's just running around with this glass slipper trying to see whose foot will fit into it and it's just like I remember he came up to us last year and was like, "Cinderella, is that you?" And like tried to make us like put our feet in this glass slipper. And I was like, "No, <laughs> absolutely not." <laughs> but wow. he was running around this year too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ring fair just sounds kind of creepy. It kind of is. It's like weird, but I feel like. You know, sometimes there are some creeps there, but sometimes there's some like really nice people there. I bet also, there's like, a lot of Trump supporters that go to the Ren Fair too. Honestly, maybe. Like, I just feel like there's a lot of incels. That yeah, that there. well, that's kind of <laughs> um, part of the, the yeah group I was talking about. But yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. At the same time, though, I feel like there's been times I've gone and it's it's felt really safe and and nice and weird. That's good. So it's like, you know, not it. Also, like just like the lack of vegetarian food options, like yeah, yeah, like you know, disappointing. It's like the 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 one place I'm really glad that they had this year that I'd never saw last year. They had like a baked potato stand. Nice. And you nice. could just like load up a baked potato. That, that's what I was gonna say. Is like I bet there's like a potato thing. <laughs> The, yeah, I I never it's remember. Always that hope last for a potato year. thing. Oh, you always yeah. hope for a potato thing. Yeah, because like over by like the jousting area, they definitely have like a Greek booth where you can like get like hummus or falafel. Yeah, or like a euro. Oh, they got falafel. Well, they're always out of falafel. Oh, <laughs> damn. I will, I will say on Memorial Day is always the last day of the Ren Fair, uh, so it's okay. like that's probably why. Like, but yeah. it's also like. Um, they upped the price this year. It was like thirty dollars for admission last wow. year. I'm pretty sure it was twenty. Um, but everything I, got more expensive. Yeah, but I remember. I feel like last year when we went, um, like a lot of stuff was either discounted or they were like practically giving it away because it was like the last day and. I wouldn't say any of that was happening. It was like, you know, pretty crowded and um, just a little pricey, but it was, it was fun. It's really mostly a photo op and a a reason to dress up. And I, I love having to go into a gas station afterwards wearing my, like, (laughs) right. Full. (laughs) But um, yeah, it was, it was cute. Doth thou have a vape pod? (laughs) <laughs> right, <laughs> right. 3% Virginia tobacco pods, please. <laughs> um, I'll have yeah. to check that out. I've never been to a Rin Fair, but oh, <sighs> it's wild, Michael. They have swords there, they have like. I don't. I don't know. It's just like it's. It's Lots so weird. It's so bizarre. Like everyone's dressed up. 
Yeah, the birds are cool. They have like jousting there too. Like they like, it's like actual jousting. Mm -hmm. Um, There's like a shuttle that will take you up to a castle to go tour the outside of it. But it's like, I did it once, and then it's you're really just looking at the outside of a castle. Yeah, yeah. Not for me. No Um, need to do that more than once. Also, like the past two times I've gone, I've worn like dress shoes, which is like a terrible idea. Like, oh like, yeah, dress shoes with like a, a bit of a heel, so it's like I, I it's just like not good. You're walking on like gravel, dirt terrain that's like not level. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, well, it is it is good. That was my Memorial Day. It was your Memorial Day daily. Ah, uh, was I your Memorial Day. I didn't do anything. About last Monday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't do shit. Me no. I stayed home. I had, the, I had day. the day off. So yeah. I normally work on Mondays. So I played, that was the last time I played Elden Ring. I'm still working my way through Elden Ring. Nice. Uh, it's kind of Ren Fairy. Yeah, very Ren Fairy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like 128 hours in, I think. Oh, wow. Uh, and I still have not unlocked every piece of the map. This game Damn. just keeps going. It's so long. It's yeah, very Travis good. Just finished it. It's very huh? Travis just finished it. Oh, did he really? Oh, cool. Yeah. Is it this is this is Travis's first Souls like game? I'm pretty uh, sure. No, he, he played uh Bloodborne? Um, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard Travis talk about the Souls games really, so I just assumed it was I I, I think so. I, I'm not hundred percent. Um that's cool. Yeah. I uh but I'm also the person that's like doing all the side quests and fighting every boss in the game. So mm. it's probably why it's taken me so long. I think he does that too, but yeah. I think he probably literally just spends more time playing oh, video yeah, games yeah. than you do. Yeah. I have a lot less time these days. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, also the first like 30 hours of that game I did twice because I played through with, when you play co-op in that game, it's not like a, 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 shared progression you know what i mean so it's yeah, like you have yeah. to do it in your game and in your friend's game if you're yeah. both playing through at the same time so like me and tiffany played through like the first 30 hours of that game together so we i did everything twice so i think that's also why my my hour count is so long uh but either way still having a great time with that game cool. uh yeah nice. all right well this has been episode 36 of go team video the podcast where we watch a movie and then we talk about it along with everything else that's going on, including Ren Fairs and Memorial Day and and uh, uh, what's it called? What's the called? Internet quizzes. <laughs> MB and movie. And Internet MB quizzes. Movie. Yeah. Well, we talk about a lot of things that are going on. What do we talk about uh, in the pre-show? Uh, your stories from your security job. Uh-huh. uh-huh. If you want to <laughs> yeah. hear things like that, tune in to the Twitch podcast it's the only place you can yeah. hear it just goes away you get a little exclusive uh talking talking segment that happens at the beginning of every show that is only available if you watch the tri- twitch it's, stream it's twitch ethereal stream. because we delete it and we don't archive it and it goes away forever mm-hmm. it's gone it's a beautiful special. beautiful segment is just never available to anyone mm-hmm. ever again mm-hmm. else um yeah so We'll see what's up next week. I think we're going to save B-Movie probably, but it's definitely going to get watched. It's definitely going to get reviewed. Yeah. It's definitely going to get talked about. I mean, at the, um, at the bare minimum, we'll do it as like a bonus 
like wa- watch along like live thing for the 12 hour mm. stream or something like that yeah i like it nice. uh as always you can find us on the internet if you have access to the internet if, i'm pretty sure everyone does now i think a everyone, lot of people do most I think people. most people do yeah if you're one of those people you can find us on instagram at go team video and you can find ampm at ampm.video on instagram you can find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash AMPM video and on YouTube. Just search for AMPM, search for Go Team Video. You'll find us. Uh, we're also on all the other platforms for, for podcasting, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, all those things. And, and you can see the video podcast on Spotify now. Um, so if you're, if you're new to that, go check it out. It's kind of a neat little feature. I think YouTube uh, has been our most watched or listened to platform as of late. Cool. Our podcast, our audio numbers are dismal, but uh, good news. Still, still people <laughs> watching on YouTube, I guess. <laughs> well, if you're listening or watching, uh, tell a friend and uh, yeah, tell us what movie do you want us to to review? We really uh, we'd love a request. Hit us in the comments section at any of those places. Direct message us. Whatever you want to do, let us know. Yeah. So uh, um, let's just let's just do a little number segment. We never talk about this. Let's just talk about this real quick because it's interesting to me. Uh. So, uh, poetic justice, uh, episode thirty-four, two episodes ago, two plays on <laughs> on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh, on YouTube, 16. Wow. That's quite a lot more than yeah. I would uh, expect. Yeah. The movie before that, uh, episode 33, 13 going on 30, had three plays uh, audio. And on uh, YouTube, it had 29. Wow. wow. Yeah. So well, it's you know, it might really be weird. a result of that subscribe button that you're clicking on YouTube, uh, hey. sending you notifications. And you can do that on Spotify if you click follow. Uh you'll get you'll get uh, our stuff in your feed and uh you can follow along. Yeah, the last the last but, audio you know, episode that broke double digits was Napoleon Dynamite. Mm. Mm. But if you're one of our YouTube listeners, keep it up. Um good job. Yeah. And also the YouTube video for Napoleon Dynamite, five views. Wow! Yeah, so, so it's it's really interesting opposite. how it flips. Yeah. yeah, because we had we had like a huge spike in our audio listeners at one point, and then it just like went down like crazy. Man, these it's really people weird. are all over the place. Really weird. Um, yeah. <coughs> uh, As always, go and uh, give. Mike Govins, a follow on Instagram. Check out his music. Come to the Fester. He's, come to Fester. He and Daly are going to do a uh, a DJ project there called, what is it again? Secret Library. Secret Library. Nice. Yeah. We're closing out so, Friday night, July yeah. 22nd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come check that out. You're, going, you're really going to enjoy it. And in the meantime, you can go and find um, Mike Govins' music at Govins Music on Instagram. And uh, yeah, check him out. And then come to Fester and check him daily out. Uh, as always, go check out Shot from the Pit, at Shot from the Pit, Jorge Sierra on Instagram. Great photographer. 
Uh, if you see any promotional materials for our show, it's usually going to be a photograph by Jorge Sierra. We really like those. We have a lot of fun with them. And uh, yeah, that's it. Tune in next week when we talk about another movie and a bunch of other stuff. That's right. Yeah. Thanks for listening. It's a sleepy one, y'all. We're all a little it's sleepy. A sleepy one. I am sleepy. But all right. Have Thank a good you, night, everybody. everyone. Sleep well. Love y'all. <laughs> Love you, bye. Bye.